Joining me now here in uh, the Well-Tempered Wireless are two outstanding musicians. Uh, Denise Tryon is teaching at Peabody and is uh, and plays the French horn. Uh, and you may have heard her just this morning if you were listening to our broadcast. She was with the rest of the French horns over in Orchestra Hall. Hello, Denise, and welcome. Thank you for having me. And uh, next to you is our own principal horn for a long time, actually, Carl Pittock. And uh, uh, welcome as well to you. Thank you for coming. Thanks. Thanks for having us, Chris. And the reason you're here, among other, 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 other than your fine musicians, and we always like chatting with uh, folks like you, is you've got a new album out called uh, A Pair of Aces, French Horn Duos. Uh, let me ask you first, Carl. Um, I, I've heard that part of the problem with a French horn is you're never really, no matter how good you are, quite sure what's going to come out of it. Is that true or is that a Yes, old? that's very true. It is true. <laughs> yes, you'd never quite know what's going to come out. Goodness gracious, you must have nerves of steel. Well, yeah, but you don't worry about it too much. I mean, you try to not be perfect and try to make you know music and make characters and have fun playing the instrument and have enjoy the sounds. Well, we, Sometimes we get different notes. They're not wrong notes. They're just <laughs> unintended notes that we didn't. Different did, note. Different note, yeah. That wasn't a mistake. It was just a diversion. That's right. Uh, well, I, w- I want to g- let our listeners uh, get a little taste of this album. It's it's mostly horn duos. There's one piece that has a piano in it, which is nice. But here's the first movement of a canonic sonata by George Philip Telemann with our my two guests, Carl Pittock and Denise Tryon playing French horn. That is stunning. That's pretty amazing. And I couldn't tell whether anybody took a breath in there. Did, do you do circular breathing with that, Denise? Oh, I certainly do not. Uh, no, there are a lot of places where you have moments to breathe. But the, the tricky part of that, this particular piece, is that 
it's just one piece of music and the first horn player starts and then the second horn player starts one measure later with the exact same music. So you have moments where you're breathing because the other person is always playing. Ah, clever, but uh, very impressive. Uh, that was the first movement of the canonic sonata by George Philip Telemann. It also happens to be the first track on this brand new CD, a pair of aces, Denise Tryon and Carl Pittick, a pair of French horn players of the absolutely first rate. There was, uh, do you ever play natural <coughs> horn, do you, the horn without valves? Um, I do it in my basement. So nobody else can hear it. Yeah, <laughs> there are some people that that specialize in that, and they get very good at it. But unless you do it a lot, it's it can be very challenging. I imagine. Yeah, uh, I once heard a recording. I think it was of Dennis Brain putting a, a mouthpiece into a garden hose, and did Mozart. We've and been known to play garden hoses as well. Really? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. you should do it more often. I'd uh, love to see that. <laughs> we, how is how is that possible? Well, it's just a, a just like a brass. It's just a long tube, and if you get the vibration into the tube, I mean, it sounds similar to a brass instrument. It's amazing that it does. It sounded just like a a horn. Well, uh, my guests again are Carl Pittick and Denise Tryon, and you each have uh, very distinguished histories. Carl, of course, has been principal horn of uh, the DSO since the year two thousand, but you also played with the Dallas Symphony, the Honolulu Symphony, the Jacksonville Symphony. You like warm climates. Yes, I, I do. Until you came here, <laughs> you managed to get over it. Uh, and Denise has also played uh, with the Philadelphia Orchestra and the DSO in the past and the Baltimore Symphony and a whole raft of others. Uh, so you're, let me ask you, Carl, what made you come to Detroit? What how did that path? How did your path end up here? Um, well, After I was all in, those nice, warm places. Yeah, I was in Dallas, and I saw the opening for Principal Horn here. And I, me and my wife are both kind of from the area. I'm from Toledo. She's up from the Thumb area, in uh. Michigan. And we thought, well, who's gonna who's gonna take that job? And then her parents visited with a schedule for the next season with Naomi Arvey conducting it. And I looked at the schedule, and there were so many great things and, that the Detroit Symphony was doing. And I've always heard the horn section was great, and I've heard them on the broadcast then, and they're, you know they sounded great. Um, but actually, I'd never heard the entire orchestra before. And huh. so I, I started listening more to them and thought, well, why don't I give it a shot? Well, and, and Denise, you're a product of the New England Conservatory? Yes. And you ended up uh, now at, the P, at Peabody? I mean, these are two of our very top uh, conservatories in the country. I guess you could say in the world. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I really enjoyed going to school at NEC and being in Boston. Um, and they traditionally always have their faculty, at least in the horn section, be the majority of the the Boston Symphony players. And I started actually teaching at Peabody when I was here, when I was fourth horn in the Detroit Symphony back in... 2007, I started going once a week out there, and then I got into Philly, made that commute a little bit closer, and then I ended up leaving the Philadelphia Orchestra to focus full-time on teaching and doing solo recitals and duo recitals. You also had a, uh, a moment there with uh, uh, the Swedish International Brass Academy. Mm-hmm. You speak Swedish? I don't. Nothing. Well, so how did that work? <laughs> well, so we both studied with a Norwegian woman uh, named Freudis Revekra, 
And uh, so I've gone back to Norway several times to give recitals. And somebody who worked for this Swedish brass academy happened to hear me in recital and so called me up and asked me to come uh, do the festival there. It was a lot of fun. Wow. Uh, well, how do you communicate with your compatriots or, or, or did you have to much? Yeah, you do. Uh, and I will say that especially in Scandinavia, everybody is f- pretty much fluent in English. So that's not a big deal. When I go to Japan or uh, if I go down to Brazil or something like that where they can speak English but they're not quite as fluent, I usually have a translator with me to try and help uh. help deal with things. Another thing I, I found in, in reading about you both uh, that I found very interesting is that you two together founded Audition Mode, uh, which helps horn players. Is it just horn players or are there other musicians as well that you it's get, just th- horn players. get through auditions? Just horn players. Yes. So what if, if I were a horn player, <laughs> thank goodness I'm not, <laughs> uh, what, would be, what would be the first thing you'd tell me about an audition? What do, what do I have to do to, to get through it? Practice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's the secret of the camp. Yeah, it is. it is a lot of preparation. I mean, that's if you want to go to an audition, you really need to be prepared to play whatever they ask you. Um, usually there's a short list or a longer list, but whatever it is, you need, just need to be prepared for that. And you have to practice taking auditions, which are totally different than performing most things. Yeah. You just get one one crack at it, and that's that's it. You go on to the next piece. Usually for horn auditions, the excerpts are pretty short, so you just have to be ready to shift gears right away and not think about what you just did. It's it's a lot of mind games too, so we go into to how to deal with the pressure of of t- taking auditions, just and also the pressure of just playing the instrument too. Yeah, you know, my mind is blown by all of that stuff you've got going on. I mean, first of all, you've got an instrument that you've already said you're not quite sure what's going to come out of it anyway. <laughs> And now you go into a situation where uh, people you can't see, who can't see you, uh, will hear you play if just a few notes. And if if uh, the slightest thing happens, and it's okay, thank you. Good. Oh, I think that if you are really playing great music, some of those a little some little things can happen, and the committee is going to be okay with hearing you play an unintended note, or uh, maybe your rhythm is a bit off something. But if you are not playing great music, then they're going to be listening more for all this, all these technical sides. So what you really want to do is go out there and commit to whatever style it is you're playing and lead that committee through what it is that you want to say. So sometimes they'll cut you some slack. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah, even on both sides of it. You, when you sit as much on the other side of the of the screen of the audition screen, you understand what they're going through. So you you definitely cut them some slack. I want to play another uh, excerpt from your album. Uh, at the very end of the album, you have a, a series of short pieces called bipperies. What is, what is a bippery? Uh, other than being a really cool word. <laughs> yeah, well, he started, Lowell Shaw's a horn player. He played second horn in the Buffalo Philharmonic for many years. Um, he wanted horn players to be comfortable kind of in the jazz idiom. And so he wrote these horn quartets called fripperies. And so uh, he, they were very popular, and he's, he's written many, many of them. 
he started to do different versions, like a trio, four horn, three, three horns was a trippery, and so a duo was a bippery. Oh, I see. <laughs> and he actually wrote a couple of ipperies, too, just one one horn. Ipperies. <laughs> well, here's, here's a bippery that is supposed to be played playfully. Okay, who smacked who there at the end? What was, what was that about? Oh, we both just hit the bell. I see. That was fun. That was good. That's that's just one of four bipperies you can check out on the new album. Uh, a pair of aces. Carl Pittick and Denise Tryon, French horn duos. Where can we get the album? Other than having you walk over and give it to me, which was very nice, by the way. Well, it's available in a few different formats. You can get it as a digital download either off of iTunes or uh, Amazon. You can also get it off of my website, denisetryon.com, and there's a whole shopping section, and it's on there. Um, it's available on CD Baby, and oh, that's, yeah. that's pretty much, those are the places. There's yep. also, you can get it in the front of the symphony, at the symphony shop. Yes. There you there's, go, there's look for it. Yeah, you can't there. miss it, because there's a, a pair of aces on the on the cover, and they, look at that, they're both playing French horns. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> um, before we let you go, I want to ask you, since you've both functioned as principals with various orchestras, and it's the principal in a section that gets the solo in an orchestral piece, with all those pieces that you've played and all those concerts that you've played, what's your favorite solo in an orchestral setting that you look forward to? When you see it on, on the list, you go, oh boy, I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to that. Denise? Well, I should clarify that I've, I haven't sat principal. Um, I've... I, I'm a low horn player, so my career has mostly been fourth horn. So I was fourth horn here, and, and really there's not a lot of solos for fourth horn. There's one big one, which is Beethoven 9, third movement of Beethoven 9, and it's mm. fantastic to play and to listen to and just be a part of that. I love that movement, by the way, yeah. in the ninth. That is so... It's so beautiful. It, yeah, and, and you need a little break at that point. Yes, yeah. And Carl? Um, mine would probably have to be the entire third movement of Mahler Fifth Symphony. Um, it features a horn. Um, there's a, a number of solos that go in and out, but we're playing it next year, and it's always always a lot of fun to, to play. Well, I'll tell you one that I've heard you play that always gives me goosebumps is in the Firebird, and it's right after the Bersus where there's that change from um, this this fairly minor key, and, and then the horn comes soaring in with this this beautiful beautiful melody it just uh, makes me melt every oh, time it's very well written i must say i mean wow. it's a great great horn solo to play it's you're just sitting there for a while and you get time to tense up but when you think about it it's just a beautiful solo um and you just like at the beginning of the day that's what it is the sun comes up and everything's it, all right it's absolutely magic oh thank you thank you both uh, Denise Tryon, that's T-R-Y-O-N, by the way, if you're going to go to the website, D-E-N-I-S-E, I suppose I should do the whole thing. <laughs> Denise Tryon, 
uh, and Carl Piddick. The album's called A Pair of Aces, and I recommend you get yourself a copy. Get a couple. I mean, you, people would like to get these as presents, I would think. I would think so. And you can hear them, uh, if you're coming down to Orchestra Hall tonight, they're going to be playing again. Now, I just thought of one more question I wanted to ask, and forgive me for this, but uh, it, is there a problem? Not a problem, but is there a bigger challenge in going from a, playing the same program twice in a day? Does it does it stress out your lip? It can. I guess it depends how, how taxing it is. And, well, today, um, for example. Today, it'll be a little bit of a challenge, but not. Uh, we've done like some of the Mahler symphonies twice in a day, and that's that's a big challenge. Yeah. But Beethoven Seven Two has some high things, and it's it'll be fun tonight. I mean, it's always always fun to do two that's, in a day. That's good because I'm coming tonight, and I you know I want it to sound good. Yeah, I'm bringing some friends. <laughs> it's a lot like Ernie Banks used to say. It's it's a beautiful day. Let's play two. There you go. That's it. Carl Pittick <laughs> and Denise Tryon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.